Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home The shahadat of Sayyidina Osman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an Resulted in many major changes To the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Of course every action has a positive or a negative reaction and the shahadat of Sayyidina Usman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an had an immediate negative impact upon the entire ummah <coughs> it was as if though everything came to a standstill everything became completely stagnant everything stopped time stopped at the shahadat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an. now the first thing to understand here is that shahadat in Islam is a very privileged status shahadat is a very noble position a very noble title that is given to an individual in fact when a man becomes shaheed and has slain himself for the pleasure of Allah then that individual is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala despite the mockery that people do in the times that we live in that oh they are looking for the hoors of Jannah and all sorts of rubbish that is out there subhanallah Islam is much pure and uh, everything about Islam is very sacred it's filled with barakats and so shahadat is a very honorable position so much honor that from amongst the group of Khulafai Rashidin Allah chose three individuals to become shaheed besides Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq whose nisbat relationship to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was very very close and there are reasons that have been explained 
But Hazrat Umar, Hazrat Usman, Hazrat Ali, inshallah, we will be covering that. All became shaheed in the path of Allah. And so shahadat is a very honorable status, of course. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned this in his kalam. وَلْيَتَّخِذَ مِنْكُمُ الشُّهَدَاء Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses from amongst the ummah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam individuals whom he wishes to grant the status of shahadat. And so it's a divine selection. It's not a fatal accident. It's not a man standing in a wrong place at the wrong time. Allahu Akbar. It is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes for that individual. Subhanallah. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an, a man whose entire life was in the battlefield. We've covered that thoroughly. Entire life in the battlefield. But he did not become a martyr as such that he was not slain in the path of Allah. Why? Subhanallah. Allah chooses. Allah chooses. It's a divine selection. But again we must not discredit Hazrat Khalid bin Walid in any way. That does not mean that in fact on the day of Qiyamah insha'Allah he will be with the group of the Shuhada. The only reason he did not become Shaheed as ulama have explained is that because of the title that was given to him by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he is Saifullah and Saifullah means the sword of Allah. And if he became Shaheed the kuffar would have promoted this false propaganda throughout the world until today that you see if he was the sword of Allah we broke it if he was the sword of Allah we broke it we defeated Allah and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not want Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an to die in the battlefield but an honorable death came to him but what a great man and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَلْيَتَّخِذَ مِنْكُمُ الشُّهَدَاءِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses individuals. So we need to understand the concept of shahadats. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of this in the Quran. Many verses of the Quran. Surah Al-Baqarah. In case someone feels that a man in the battlefield has wasted his life, poor soul, and that his death is in vain. That is not the case. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَكُولُوا لِمَنْ يُقْتَلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتِ Don't dare say that those who are slain in the path of Allah, that they are dead. Don't even say that. Allah does not like the language of amwat, that these people are dead for the shuhada. Allah is saying, بَلْ أَحْيَا Instead, say that they are alive. They are alive. Just because the eyes are shut and the, the physical body is inactive, that does not mean that these people are deprived from the blessings and the bounties of the hereafter. Subhanallah. Allah is saying, Bal ahya, wala tash'urun, though you may not perceive it. And then Allah is saying, wala nabluwannakum bishay'im min al khawf. In this dunya, certainly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test you with a bit of fear. With a bit of fear. And certain individuals will be given and will be granted this gift of shahada to them. And Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an is one of them.
And so we have to understand, my respected brothers, this is a very unique word in the Arabic language. Shaheed actually means a man who is constantly witnessing the bounties of Jannah. That is the meaning of Shaheed. A man who is constantly, constantly, subhanallah, experiencing Jannah. He is making shahadat. Shahadat means to witness. And so, ulama have mentioned even before the soul departs the body in its entirety, Allah disconnects the connection of dunya and Jannah is connected. And Jannah is connected to that individual. That is why the title of Shaheed is given to these individuals. Nowadays you'll find that even in India, in the Hindi language, a lot of these journalists, Hindu journalists, will use the phrase of Shaheed. And it's quite funny when they say Shaheed, because it's a pure Arabic word. And, you know, somehow they have stolen this precious word, Shaheed, which is intrinsic to the Muslim world. And it's also now used in the Hindi language, that that person is Shaheed, this person is Shaheed. Now in Urdu, the word Shaheed exists because the Urdu language is made of Farsi and Arabic. So it's understandable in Urdu, but in Hindi, you'll find now even a lot of the journalists, they tend to honor their dead ones by saying that uh, Shaheed, that this is Shaheed, so and so. But Shahadat, subhanAllah, is a very honorable status, a very honorable maqam. It is only when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes an individual, Allah grants him that maqam, that status that he becomes shaheed. So as Muslims, we should not frown upon such titles and, and people who are engaged in activities as such. People who are oppressed, people who are oppressed, people who have been oppressed and they feel that for a just cause we are doing something. Uh, that has been there since the creation of Hazrat Adam alayhi salatu was salam. Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam. Jesus was chased out from Bethlehem and Musa alayhi salatu was salam had to leave Egypt. And so you'll always find this system to be in a community. People when they are oppressed, you will find people want to do things in their defense. Uh, so, shahadat is an honorable maqam. Now, one very beautiful hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Nabi, and this is Sahih hadith in Bukhari. Uh, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that when the people of Jannah will settle in Jannah, everybody will be in Jannah, mashallah, resting. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to the people of Jannah, like, can I have all the people out from Jannah who wish to return back to dunya? Can I have all the people out? Come out from your palaces, and mashallah, from your homes and come out. And all the people who want to go back to dunya, a free ticket, they can go back, return to dunya. And so the people of Jannah will look at each other and say, Allah Akbar, is there any comparison? of dunya with Jannah. And who wants to go back to Jannah? And why is Allah saying that we should return back to Jannah? And so people, the people of Jannah will be talking with each other. 
in the hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it comes Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that in my ummah a good chunk of a particular group of people will come out a good chunk of a particular group of people will come out and they will say now the hadith is that these will be these individuals are the mujahideen these are the people who were martyred in the path of Allah from the time of Rasulullah until the day of Qiyamah in the Ummah those who gave their life for the pleasure of Allah those who were slain for the elevation of the name of Allah they will say Ya Allah return us back to dunya and we want to become shaheed ten times in the dunya this sahih hadith I'm only translating hadith for you that we want to go back to dunya and become shaheed ten times why? because what we are witnessing the honor, the pleasure the, the contentment, the comfort they are receiving in Jannah for one shahadat, for one shahadat, you live once and you die once. Ne? Right, we Muslims believe that. Ne? Alhamdulillah. So you die once and that is it. And so they are saying, in one shahadat we receive so much Allah, we want to become shaheed ten times. Allah, we want to become shaheed ten times. Ajib chaska, you know. And subhanallah. And so this is again a very complete, different Mas'ala, my respected brothers, that we need to understand, of course, when we look at the shahadat of Hazrat Umar, of Hazrat Uthman, it is extremely painful, no doubt. But the other side of the, the death of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an is also that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted these individuals an honorable status. Not only are they a sahabi of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, but at the same time Allah gave them the link with the shuhada of this ummah. We need to understand my respected brothers, that on the day of Qiyamah for certain shuhada, the battle of Badr will testify to their shahadat. For certain individuals, the mountain of Uhud will testify to their shahadat. For certain individuals, the battlefield of Qadisiyah will testify. For certain individuals in this Ummah, Palestine will testify. For certain individuals of this Ummah, Chechnya will testify. Kashmir will testify. Iraq will testify to the Shuhada. For certain individuals on this, for this Ummah, Bosnia will testify of the shuhada in Bosnia. But for Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, the Qur'an will testify. For Sayyidina Uthman, the Qur'an will testify. Why? His shahadat came whilst reciting the Qur'an. Not only salah, but also reciting the Qur'an. And even in, in, in the museums today, you will find the Qur'an of Usman radiallahu ta'ala an, and his blood spilt on certain verses of the Qur'an. فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ اللَّهُ وَهُوَ السَّمِعُ الْعَلِيمُ And Allah is sufficient for you. And so the Qur'an on the day of Qiyamah, subhanallah, will testify for the shahadat 
of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala Although of course we need to remember that those who played a role in the shahadat of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala the perpetrators, they will be judged by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is a different action and the shahadat is completely different. On the day of Qiyamah, these individuals will be questioned. Now, it's not easy for me just to end a topic of shahadat and just to move on. What is so important that with every section of seerah, there are important lessons for us to learn. And I'm not actually drifting away from my topic. It is part of the topic. Every section of the seerah, there are important lessons for us to learn. The seerah of Hazrat Abu Bakr, important lessons. Hazrat Umar, important lessons. Hazrat Usman, important lessons. And just to cover one, one very important subject, we need to understand that there are certain individuals in this world that attract the mercy of Allah. And also certain individuals that Allah save us can attract the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now when Sayyidina Usman radiallahu ta'ala an became shaheed, uh, there was this negative impact upon the ummah witnessed by the companions immediately. Ulama say the first thing that disappeared from the ummah was barakats or barakat. Now what is barakat? The translation of barakat, barakat means an abundance of good. Barakat ka kya An abundance of good. That is barakat. And that disappeared with the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala Now going back to the time of Hazrat Usman now, what is the situation with the ummah? Hazrat Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala is the narrator and he says, I was in the company of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to me, Abu Huraira come here. And I came in front of Allah's Nabi and he said to me, have you got anything as in any food item with you? And I said, Ya Rasulullah, I only have one date in my pouch. He was a student and he had a pouch. And he said, at the moment I only have one date in the pouch. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, give me that pouch. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam took the pouch. And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam supplicated in that pouch. And then he called ten companions and said to them, put your hands inside and take the dates to your fill. And all of them took the dates until they were satiated, all of them. Ah, and Hazrat Abu Huraira is amazed. One date and ten companions and eating. And then the ten this group of ten went, another ten came, another ten came, another ten came, until all of the companions ate from that one pouch. In it was only one date. Obviously, this was the mu'jizah, the miracle of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then he said to Abu Huraira, Abu Huraira, you are a student, keep this one date with you. Keep this one date with you. I remember when I was a student in Darul Ulum Bari, uh, we went for Umrah and Mawlana Yusuf Saab called us and we, we met him and said uh, this was the uh, the title that usually Hazrat was addressed with that Hazrat, that's, that's the title um, 
a lot of the ulama are his students in, in the whole of the United Kingdom. And I said to him, I'm going for Umrah. So he said, you're going for Umrah? He said, you're a miskeen. You're a miskeen. What money have you got? And we were students. And he said, wait. And he had a little box. And he took a 50 pound note, a crisp note. A crisp note. And said, yeah, take this. Take this. And I took it. Very hadiyah. Ulama are not misers. Ulama are not misers. And their wealth is knowledge. And their wealth is knowledge. Go in the libraries and you'll find people who have passed away. Imam Bukhari, centuries. But look at the wealth of knowledge that he has given to the Ummah. And she said, keep this 50 pounds. And I kept that with me and subhanallah you could even sense the barakat that you were in Umrah and you were living in Umrah and you spent your days in Umrah very comfortably financially very comfortably financially and so this is barakat uh, and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to Abu Huraira Abu Huraira keep this don't look inside and eat from it whenever you're hungry Hazrat Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala an says that for the entire life of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, I ate from that one pouch. For the entire khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, I would eat from that one pouch, never refilling it at all. Huh? You know your petrol, you need to put some more petrol. No. From that same pouch, but Allah's Nabi supplicated and that is it, eating from it. For the entire khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr, for the entire Khilafat of Hazrat Umar, for the entire Khilafat of Hazrat Uthman, and Hazrat Abu Huraira says that I started to cry. The day Hazrat Uthman became Shaheed, that pouch became empty. The day Hazrat Uthman became Shaheed, I looked at that pouch, naturally putting my hands inside and wanting to eat from those very sweet dates and it was empty and I said how is it empty why is it empty and I understood that it was the impact of the shahadat of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and that even the khajur upon which Allah's Nabi supplicated vanished and disappeared and this was again the first uh, experience of the companions that they could sense that barakat was taken away from the people at the shahadat of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala. So we have to understand that there are certain individuals that Allah is pleased with. And when we treat them rightly, correctly, these individuals are the means of the barakat to come to us. They attract the barakat. Look at Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When he was giving da'wah to the mushrikeen in the city of Makkah, these people in their arrogance would say to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we openly reject the Qur'an. And they would say that previously when the communities uh, rejected the prophets, Allah would punish them. Allah would punish them by a zalzala, an earthquake or a tsunami. Allah would drown them. Allah would send fierce winds and they would be destroyed. And so why don't you uh, lift up your hands and 
curse the people of Makkah so that we are destroyed. An open challenge to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Jibreel Amin came with verses of the Quran revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, your presence in Makkah is stopping the punishment of Allah to come upon the people of Makkah. That Allah's Nabi's presence, His sheer presence, Allah's Nabi is an embodiment of mercy. He is rahmatul alameen. Though they are kuffar, but because Allah's mercy is there, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is rahmah, and because of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the people of Makkah were saved. Despite their kufr, despite their open kufr, they were saved. And that is why also, when we study the hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it is said that Dajjal will not enter Medina. Dajjal will not enter Medina. Why will he not enter Medina? Because of the presence of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Dajjal will not enter Medina tul Munawwara. Subhanallah. That is the status of Allah's Nabi, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And those that were very close to him, Abu Bakr and Umar, talk about Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, Shaitan does not cross the path of Umar. Look at the barakat of Hazrat Umar. That shaitan does not cross the path of Umar. If Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an is walking in one direction, the shaitan will not cross the path of Umar ibn al-Khattab. That is the barakat of the physical presence of these great individuals, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. In the hadith, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has even said, and in fact, Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een saw this character of Rasulullah that when he would pass from the maqbara of the mushrikeen, the cemetery of the kuffar, he would walk, walk in haste, very quickly. Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een said, Ya Rasulullah, why is it that you walk so fast when you pass the maqbara of the mushrikeen? And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, these are the people who attract the anger of Allah. Dead people in their cemeteries. These are the people who attract the anger of Allah. And they are being punished in their graves. And that is why I want to walk quickly. Subhanallah. So certain things, certain individuals, at a certain time, we have to be very, very careful, my respected brothers. Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, the, the creator who has all the power and everything is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but there are certain blessed souls also in the ummah in fact in the hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam it is said that even when individuals argue and wrangling between themselves arguments arguments even an argument can be a cause for the depletion of barakat an argue, argument can be a cause for the depletion of barakat. That is why the sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is when you enter your homes, what should you say? Assalamu alaikum. And what should you do? What should you do with, with assalamu alaikum? Ji? 
smile Umar is smiling after some absence from our gatherings may Allah keep you smiling but to smile smile Allah's Nabi said even smiling is a good deed subhanallah and it attracts the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so this hadith which is narrated by Hazrat Ubadah ibn Samit radiallahu ta'ala an he says that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came in the masjid and he looked at the people and he said to the companions that today I wanted to tell you it was the month of Ramadan I wanted to tell you the, the, the precise date of Laylatul Qadr I wanted to inform you of the precise date of Laylatul Qadr but as I came out two people were arguing and Allah has taken away the, precise, the knowledge of the precise date of Laylatul Qadr from me because of two people arguing the knowledge of Laylatul Qadr was taken away but Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said perhaps this is better for you but from the hadith we learn my respected brothers that too much arguments debating for no reason and you'll find some people in their nature one who go on fighting and fighting these are individuals that we need to stay away from these are people who don't attract the rahmah and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why in one hadith, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to the people, Shall I not inform you of an action which is better than salah, zakat and psalm, fasting? Now we need to understand the hadith of course, that it does not mean that we stop playing salah or evaluate salah with any other action. We need to understand it in the right context. Uh, and this is how Allah's Nabi would actually give an understanding of something that is important. Shall I not inform you of something which is better than Salah, Zakat and Psalm, fasting? Sahabai Kiram Ajma'in says, Ya Rasulullah, what is better than Salah, Zakat and fasting? And he said, keep good relationship, a loving relationship between yourselves and abstain from arguments and abstain from fighting and arguments why? because arguments will destroy your iman, your faith and Allah's Nabi is saying just like how a razor shaves off the hair like how a razor shaves off the hair that is how arguments and wrangling between yourselves will destroy your iman so be bonded and have a loving relationship between yourselves and to maintain good ties and a loving relationship that is equivalent to salah and equivalent to zakat and equivalent to charity in fact in a hadith rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said that there are three types of people allah does not accept their salah allah does not accept their salah and one from the three is that individual who constantly argues with people who constantly argues with people and when a person has this nature a temperament in which that he's always arguing that means that he, his character is no good there is defect in his character and that is why the salah is not accepted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq so the first thing to disappear at the shahadat of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was 
Barakat. Barakat. And there is Barakat in everything. And inshallah ta'ala, I wish to open this subject with a bit more of clarity, inshallah, if Allah wills, maybe in, even in the next session, with the seerah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, so we understand this topic properly. If we look at one hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and this hadith is in the Mishkats, uh, a hadith kitab, and also narrated uh, by Imam Nasai rahmatullah alayhi, and incident that occurred in the masjid of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Shabib ibn Abi Rawha is the narrator and Rajulin min ashabi Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The companions say that in the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam salla salat subhi that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam stood up and he read salatul fajr. He did the imamat of fajr. Faqara'a ar-rum and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam read Surah Rum in the Fajr Salah فَالْتُبِسَ عَلَيْهِ And certain passages of the Quran of Surah Rum Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam found it difficult to read certain passages as in it was not a natural flow of words the words were not naturally flowing Allah's Nabi found it a bit difficult فَلَمَّا صَلَّى When namaz was completed, he turned around and he looked at the people. And what did he say? Subhanallah, what a Nabi. Pinpointing out the reason why this difficulty came upon Rasulullah. And he said to the people, مَا بَالُوا أَقْوَامٍ What has happened to the people? يُسَلُّونَ مَعَنَا That they come and they, they read their salah with me in the masjid. لا يحسنون التهور but they don't wash the organs of wuzu properly but they don't wash the organs of wuzu properly somebody might just want to wash certain parts and they, when they do wuzu uh, maybe one section of the feet is dry or the elbow is dry or did not do the masa properly or did not do wuzu properly and Allah's Nabi is saying that when there is defect in the wuzu of the musalliyun or the muqtadi or the worshippers that has a direct impact on the imam when he reads the Quran. Can you imagine? That if the community don't do wuzu properly, then there is even difficulty for the imam to read the Quran. And this is known as spirituality. This is known as barakat. This is known as Barakat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Give us the understanding Wa akhiru da'wana An alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin nabiyil umi wa ala alihi wa salim taslima Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tuba alayna Innaka anta tawabur rahim Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk Sami'na wa atana gufranaka rabbana Wa ilayka al-masir Wa rahmatika ya rahmatika